So today we are starting a new series which is called Prodigal. And uh, the word prodigal, the dictionary definition of prodigal, uh, is wastefully or recklessly extravagant. Wastefully or recklessly extravagant, which is a really, really helpful concept for us to keep in the front of our minds as we make our way through this series over the next few weeks. Jesus told a parable uh, which has been known, become to be known as the parable of the prodigal son. And Jesus used parables as these stories that have added layer of meaning to be able to help us to understand what the kingdom is like. So rather than just giving us a whole bunch of doctrine, Jesus told all of these amazing stories that are just really, really great stories. But when you stop and think about them, you're like, wait a minute, there's more going on here than I thought. And as you start to unpack that, you realize Jesus is saying some very profound things about what the kingdom is like like life the way that we were created to live and life the way that Jesus came to give us the opportunity to live. And so in Luke chapter 15, Jesus told three parables in response to the religious leaders who were a little bit disgusted at the fact that Jesus was spending uh, time with some people who one translation has of questionable reputation. And not just spending time with them, but eating with them, which in Jesus' culture meant actually accepting them and saying, I don't see you as someone of questionable reputation. In fact, I embrace you and I welcome you in. And the religious leaders weren't terribly happy about that. They thought Jesus should have been better than that and shunning them. And so Jesus then tells these three parables, these three stories, to just challenge their thinking and to help understand a little bit more about what the kingdom is about. So he tells the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and you can read them during the week. And then he tells this third story, which is called the parable of the lost son. And in some ways it's interesting that it has become known as the parable of the prodigal son, because it is originally known as the parable of the lost son, But if we use this understanding of the word prodigal, then what we're saying if we talk about the prodigal son is that it is the wastefully or recklessly extravagant son, which in some ways we can understand is true. But in actual fact, the reason why Jesus tells this story is to tell the story of the prodigal father, the wastelessly or recklessly extravagant father. And for those who haven't heard it before, Jesus uses this story as a way of being able to help us understand what God is like. His whole reason to share this story is to say, if you want to know what God is like, and if you want to know the way in which God accepts people and embraces people, and how God responds to people, particularly when they choose to walk away, let me show you what that's like. And so the father figure in this story is what Jesus tells us God is like. So we have recorded a video uh, of three characters playing the different roles of the younger son, the older son and the father in the parable of the prodigal son. And each week what we're going to do is to kind of watch that video but pause it throughout to allow the characters, one character each week, to share their perspectives on what was going on for them. So this week we're going to hear the perspective of the younger son and what was happening for him. Then next week, we're going to hear from the older son, and the week after that, we're going to hear from the father. The fourth week of this series is then a surprise bonus week that we'll come back to and talk about in a couple of weeks' time, uh, where we're going to look at something from a different perspective as well. But the power of parables is that they give us the opportunity to fully enter into these stories that Jesus told, and to say, if I was in this story, how would I have responded? Would I have responded the same as the people who I hear about here, or would I have responded in different ways and then to be able to say 
How do I respond to the invitation that Jesus is giving me to embrace kingdom living? And so that's what I would love you to be doing as we go through this week after week, is to spend some time saying, how do I relate to this person, to this character? How do I understand where they're coming from? But also, what are the ways in which I would maybe react differently to that? Or there's something surprising here that teaches me something about what kingdom living is all about. So this week we're going to uh, hear from the younger son, as I said, and then we're going to uh, just spend a bit of time reflecting. There's a music video that we're going to uh, listen to, lyric video, to be able to tap into the story a little bit more. And then we're going to take a little bit of time uh, to have some discussion together about what it is that jumps out from us uh, before we wrap up this part of the gathering. So let me pray and uh, then we'll move into that. King Jesus, we are so grateful for these incredible pictures that you paint for us of what the kingdom is like. We recognise that in the culture that you spoke into, uh, these parables were absolutely shocking at times because of what you were saying that was so countercultural or so counterintuitive to what most people believed at the time. And so we pray that as we enter into a story that for many of us may be quite familiar, that you would shock and surprise us again at what it is that you were trying to communicate through this unbelievably powerful story. As we look at the perspectives of the different characters each week, we ask that you would remind us of what it looks like to be people who live as kingdom people, people who embrace your way of life and people who accept the invitation that's being offered to us to enter in to join in the party, to participate in what the Father is putting in place for us. And so this week in particular, as we look at the journey of the younger son, we thank you for what you show us about what happens when we choose to walk away from your best. We pray that you would surprise us and that you would encourage us with what we learn today. In your name we pray. Amen. So we're going to uh, watch the first clip and I'm going to invite the younger son to come up to the stage. Hi. What's up? Um, I've been needing to talk to you about something. Oh? What's that? Um, I kind of want my share of the inheritance now because I'm, I'm just getting a bit tired of living here. It's a bit boring and I'd rather just go out and do my own thing, have more fun. Are you sure that's what you really want? Yeah. You understand what this means and what's involved to make it happen? Well, if you're sure that's what you really want, I'll make the arrangements and get things in order to make it happen. All right, thanks. Well, finally I got a chance to break away from that provincial, and by that I mean boring, life. No more being weighed down by all these expectations or having to live under my dad's roof, and by that extension, his rules. 
I mean, not that he enforced them particularly strongly or that they were unreasonable, but I wanted freedom to do my own thing, to be my own man. Plus, it's not like the inheritance wasn't going to be mine one day anyways, so I basically just streamlined things. What's the point of getting an inheritance in my old age anyway? By that time, I'll be too old to make the most of it, to use it to see the world, to experience all the things I could never have living here. I'm going to meet new people, see the sights, eat all kinds of incredible foods, and try drinks from all over the world, and party like a king. And sure, it was a little uncomfortable to ask Dad this. It might have even hurt his feelings a bit, but it's worth it. He'll get over it, and he'll be fine. I can't believe he's gone. I know, Dad. I can't believe it either. Have you heard anything from him? Not, not directly. Um, but some of the people that I know, that know some people that he's been hanging out with, they've said that he's been moving it up quite a lot. Hmm. Now this was the life. It was everything I'd hoped it would be and much, much more. No more needing to worry about the seasons and what month it was, what needed to be planted when and all that pruning. Nah, now I could just focus on the things that mattered, on filling every day with all these experiences. What point is money if you don't use it to enrich your life, to see all there is to see, to eat and drink all there is to try? And I had so many friends around me, people who loved to come out partying. At home, there was really just our family and a few friends so close, they felt like family. Everyone was so stale. Here, I met all these new people, and they thought I was great. It was nice to think maybe I was great. Maybe I just never got a chance to spread my wings back home and really embrace the real me. But now I could. Now I could be the best me. And the best me was going to party it up. I kept thinking I should have done this sooner. Hey, son. Now that you've taken over the business, how are you doing? I mean, I know things are really tight with the drought and the famine and everything else. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I think it's one of the worst famines that there's ever been. Mm. Nothing's growing. I think restrictions are going to start kicking in soon. Mm. Uh, it's hard to see how anything's going to change, at least not in the near future. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I, I wonder how your brother's doing. I mean, I heard from someone in the market the other day. They thought they heard he'd been kicked out of where he was living. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. <laughs> I don't think I really care. Honestly, we have enough to think about and worry about right here. Hi, ma'am. I was wondering if I'd be able to get a job, and I know there's a lot of people struggling right now. 
because it's a famine and a lot of people probably want jobs. But as you can tell, I'm in an awful state. I don't have any money. I can't even afford food. So I'll do anything. Well, I do need to have somebody look after the pigs. It's not a job most people want, but it's all I've got. I'd take it. Well, I won't be able to pay you very much money. Um, not, won't be able to give you any extra food. The pigs need to eat though, and I don't want to catch you taking any of their food. I won't. Alright, well thank you. Who could have seen a drought like this coming? Something so big, but so unexpected. That hit everyone hard, me included. And when the going gets tough, where were my friends? Gone, just like my money. Huh, maybe that shouldn't be such a surprise. Everyone loves the guy who funds the party, but when the money dries up, then so does the party. And I guess all that's left is some schlub who used to be rich, some schlub like me. I couldn't believe the money was gone, just like the rains in the water, just gone. Well. Okay, maybe in hindsight not such a surprise. I did buy a lot of fancy food and a lot of fancy drinks for a lot of people. I can't believe it came to this. Working with pigs, so much filth. It gets into your skin and your hair. I feel like I'll never get it out. And the smell, that's something that will stay with me forever. But most of all was the shame. Who would debase themselves to work with an animal so unclean according to our religious laws that we can't even eat it? Who would be so desperate that they would be willing to be ridiculed for a job that doesn't even pay enough to get by? Who could be so worthless? Well, I guess me. I guess I felt just as worthless as the pigs, and just as filthy, and just as hungry. Well, no, actually the pigs got their fill every day. Sure, it's basically trash, rubbish, and scraps, but heck, it was better than what I'd been eating. At least they weren't wasting away to skin and bones. At least they didn't go to bed every night with their stomach aching. Wow, here I was, envying the pigs and their food, their trash. Really couldn't get much lower. I believe I took that job. What on earth was I thinking? That was so disgusting. I can't believe they wouldn't even let me eat what the pigs were eating. Actually, I can't believe that I'm so hungry I wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. This is definitely the right decision. Go back to my dad's farm and ask him for some work. I know he's always looked after his employees. So at least some food, somewhere to sleep. I'd better practice my speech again. Um, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Mm, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worth being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Yeah, that sounds good. Could today be the day he comes home? I miss him so much. I can't even imagine how badly things must be for him. I wish he'd just come home. But what if he's not even alive? What if something has happened to him? I don't, I don't know if I could deal with the pain. Could it be? 
Father, I've sinned against you and against heaven, and I'm no longer worth being called your son. Hey, hey guys, he's back. We we need to get a party going. Um, But first, get in that, that good robe in my wardrobe and uh, the ring from the office and some new shoes. Get those new shoes and uh, what else do we need? Yes, we're going to have a party. Get that fattened calf and get those steaks on the barbecue. You were lost to me, son, and now you are found. You were dead, but now you're alive. Now that was the right thing to do. Go back, apologize to dad, and ask for a job. Any job. No, beg for a job. After everything I did to him, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd run me off his land throwing stones at me as I legged it for the woods. It would have been no more than I deserved. How could I have disrespected him like I did? I basically spat in his face and wished he was dead. All because I wanted money that was never really mine. After everything he has done for me, oh, and the shame. Even when I did leave, I had so much. I could have done so much. I could have returned as a rich man. But no, I wasted it like a fool, a stupid boy spending money on stupid things. And now I've come home like a cowed dog, tail between my legs, carrying my shame and expecting a flogging. But instead, he ran towards me, like he had been waiting for me every day and not cursing my name with every breath in my absence. In fact, I think he'd been missing me, hoping for my return. Even after everything I did to him, all he wanted was me back. And he could have told me off, given me a piece of his mind, reminded me of how I'd fallen and how it was my own fault. But instead, he gave me a robe and ring and sandals, and he dressed me again, not like some beggar or stranger that he was showing kindness to. No, he dressed me like his son. Even after all I did, he honored me like his own flesh and blood, more than I could have ever deserved. seen him this happy for a long, long, long time. And you know that like big calf that we've been fattening up, ready to have a nice barbecue at some point? Mm -hmm. He's done it. He killed it. All the steaks are ready. The barbecue's on. This is going to be the greatest party ever. This has to be a joke. Are you kidding? I am not having any part of this if this is what the party is for. Hey, puppets. Did you hear the good news? Just then? Yeah, your brother's home and we're having a party to celebrate. And now you're here we can really go. How can we be celebrating? He left. After all he's done. After all I've done. What, what do you mean? Oh, he went off. I've been here slaving away, working the farm. We got through that really tough drought. It hasn't been easy. And he's just been off partying and whatever. When have I asked for anything? I didn't want to, I didn't haven't asked for a party, didn't even ask for a goat to be slaughtered for me and my friends to eat. And, and now this? It's... My son, my son, you've always been with me. Everything I have is yours, it's yours as well. But your brother, he was dead, and now he's alive. He was lost, and now he's found. Come in, celebrate this. How could I have been so stupid to give all that away? My family, these people who cared for me through thick and thin, not because of what I could give them, 
but because of their deep love for me. I was a fool to think this was worthless, that I deserved to have more. What could be more valuable than being loved? I still feel so sorry to Dad for the way I treated him, but seeing the smile on his face and the tears in his eyes, I'm so glad to be back home. It's like a dream to be safe and comfortable, miles away from the muck and filth of the pigs. This feels almost perfect. Almost. My brother's still outside. I saw him arrive and trade terse words with Dad. And the last I saw, it looked like he was still trying to make up his mind about what he was going to do next. Maybe he'll leave. I wouldn't blame him. He did the right thing, respected our father like he deserved to be treated, pitched in and helped the family get by in hard times. He never ran off or wounded our father so deeply as I did. The pain he must have felt watching our father's misery at my absence, the anger, and then to have me return, and our father not even yell, not even blame me, not even sigh, but instead sing for joy in my return. A life of transgressions forgiven in an instant. No, I wouldn't blame him. It hardly seems fair, but I hope that's not what he does. I do hope he can forgive me. I hope he can see past what I've done, can see how sorry I am and how much I've changed. I hope he'll come join us at the party. I miss my brother. So as I mentioned, the main reason that Jesus uh, told the parables was to give us an opportunity to enter into them and to reflect on what that means for us. And so as part of this series, we wanted to give ourselves the opportunity to be able to do that. So we're going to spend the next few minutes uh, just having some open conversations around these four questions. And so you can spend as much or as little time on any of them. Uh, and we also, as we move out into coffees in a few minutes time, we'll be able to continue to talk about them. But we'd love you to think about these things. So why do you think Jesus included this specific character in the story? Why do you think Jesus had the character respond the way that they did? How else could the character have responded? And what do you think Jesus was trying to teach us about kingdom living from this character's perspective? One of the things that we noted when we were talking about this is that often we do the parable of the prodigal son in one week and there is so much to unpack. And so we deliberately wanted to slow down and say, let's just look at one character at a time. And so today we want to just stay focused on the younger son and be able to reflect on these questions specifically related to him. So take a few minutes, we'll put some background music on, uh, but have some conversations for a little while and then I'll come back up and pray and we'll move into uh, some coffees for the next part of our gathering together.
Lots of great conversations happening. Hopefully lots of them are still related to the questions, but I'm sure some of them might have started to deviate. So uh, we will call this the end of this part of our gathering together, uh, but encourage you to then move out into grabbing a coffee or a tea and feel free to come back in here. We might leave the questions up on the screen. Um, and we'd love you to continue talking about it because there is plenty to be able to unpack. And hopefully you, like us, had the experience where you already like, but we want to talk about the older son, but even more when we talk about the father, we will get to that. Try and stay just with the younger son uh, today and for this week. Um, so I'm going to pray and uh, then we'll go and grab some coffee and continue conversations. Jesus, once again, we are so grateful for how profound you are and for the way in which you are able to stir us to understand more about what kingdom living looks like in so many different ways. And so we pray that the things that we have been reflecting on so far, the things that we have already talked about, the things that we're going to keep talking about, would continue to rattle around in our minds as we move into this week. Uh, that as we head out into all of the different circles that we walk in and all of the different people that we connect with through this week, we pray that you would keep these themes running in our minds and continue to help us to reflect on the ways in which we are living in ways that are aligned with your kingdom culture and your kingdom values and the ways in which we may also just be walking away from them, even though at the core of who we are, we know that they are the best things for us. So we thank you that we get to do this together, uh, that we get to continue these conversations and to continue to learn from each other. And we pray that you would remind us uh, that you are just as present in our conversations as we move into uh, this next little while, and that you are just as present with us as we head out into today and into this week. In your name we pray. Amen.